by split decision. Oi, oi, here we go, lads. Another episode of Split Decision UK. This is episode number 47. We're here to talk all things MMA. Huge poo, pa- poo pay-per-view event even at the weekend. <laughs> my name's Joe. We're getting off to a good start there. My name's Joe. I'm joined, as ever, over Skype by my co-host, Matthew. Get my words out, Matt. How are you doing this week? Uh, first off, very uh, unusual intro there. Did Also, did you just say uh, off to a good dart as well? I don't even know what I'm saying the at the double moment. Double whammy there. I all think over the place. <laughs> Why are you that excited? I am buzzing, buzzing. Monday you, evening. You threw off my pre-planned. Uh, you threw off my pre-planned introduction. Oh, so, go on. You, hope you're happy. You got to do it now. We got to try. I was going to say good day, mate. In uh, in homage to the Australian card, but obviously, you had other ideas. <laughs> I'm gutted. A, a paper poo. Is that uh, is that what you do? Is it? I think I said uh, poop of you. <laughs> <laughs> it weren't that bad, Joe. It weren't that bad. No, I enjoyed it, you? actually. I enjoyed it. How was your weekend? Yeah, it was good, to be honest. Yeah, it, was it, it was quiet. I'm a... Should we get cracking into the car, Joe? Might as well, wouldn't we? So, it was in uh, Australia. 243, pay-per-view. Main event, middleweight, championship of the world. Interim champ, Israel Adesanya. Up against the champ, one of our favourite fighters. One of our favourite people in the sport, even. Robert Whitaker. And, uh, I mean, we had a couple of upsets this week. This possibly, I don't know, in a lot of people's minds, maybe it wasn't an upset, but I think a lot of those, if they're being honest, are a little bit Johnny-come-lately because, you know, we were saying last week we didn't didn't really see how Israel was going to get this done. If, if you know, Whitaker, we thought he's a better version of Gastelum. If Gastelum went that close, Whitaker can, Whitaker can do it. He's, he's, he's quicker, he's got better wrestling, he hits harder, all that business. But I have to say, I just, the game plan... The game plan from Whitaker. I'm not. I'm not really sure what was going on there because he was asking. He was asking to take a big shot from Adesanya, and obviously Adesanya duly obliged. And I mean, it was emphatic, weren't it? In the end, I think you know it's the new star. The next, he's the he's the new face of the UFC now. He certainly is. I mean, he's got two continents behind him. He's got the the style, the personality. He's got it all, and he's unbeaten. So, and he's now the champion of the world. There, and a star is born. I like the point you make about Whitaker's. Game plan. It, it was bizarre. He was trying to outstrike the striker. Perhaps a bit of <clears throat> male pride coming in on that. Perhaps he even thought he had the better of him. But it was it was quite evident that Adesanya was just going to pick him off at will, particularly towards the end of the first round. I thought Whitaker was doing okay initially. He was pushing the pace a little I bit. I thought he might have won the first round until the knockdown. Until the knockdown. Yeah. But then after that, it was just one-way traffic wasn't it I mean precision timing and power so and it, and it just ended his night and it was a good stoppage from the referee people it's, it's just very reminiscent of the Anderson Silver days people made the comparison before and this was one of their performances where it's just highlighted I remember once when Forrest Griffin just before his fight in Anderson Silver he said he makes good people just look bad I mean Whitaker is so good yeah he's so good and he just made him look bad and that's that's the long and short of it, and that's just what a world class fighter does. They make the good fighters, great fighters, champions look ordinary. Well, yeah, I take I take your point. Yeah, I think there's definitely something to that. But I still just go back to the way Whitaker came out, and I was sitting there, and it just looked so rushed. I mean, you say he tried to stand there and he tried to outstrike a striker. I mean, he wasn't even doing that. He just ran in, throwing one big 
shot or two big shots, stood there, at, you know, and by that time his guard's down and Adesanya could just swerve away and hit him. And I was just sitting there watching, I was thinking, Robert, Bobby Nux, you've got so much time here, you've got five rounds, lose a couple if you have to and then come on strong with your wrestling and you're, you're pressured towards the end. I just, it was strange, I didn't get it. Maybe it's just because I am such a big fan of Bobby Knuckles, that, you know, it, it just it just hurt me all that more. Yeah, very fair point, Joe. Very fair point. He may have wanted to incorporate takedowns, at least threaten a takedown at some point during the fight, and never got to the stage that he wanted to uh, adopt that game plan. But um, I, like we said last week, he, I think it's there for him to be won if he mixed it up a bit. If he tried to stand and strike with yeah. the striker, he's going to come up short, and that's what happened. But it, at the end of that, he was all class at the end. Absolute gent, win or lose, both in the octagon and some videos that surface later and uh, in his changing room. Just all class. I'm sure he'll be back. It's a thin division. We we keep harping on about it, but he'll, he'll be back one or two wins after back to the drawing board. He said he's only 28, so he'll definitely be back. And I think he can have another crack. I don't think this is the last we've seen of Whitaker and Adesanya. No, well, I think that's interesting, actually, when you say there that Whitaker is 28 years old. I mean, you're looking at this fight and people even said that Adesanya, he's like the young pretender. He's, he's the man on the rise coming in. And to be fair, what he's done in less than two years in the UFC is outstanding and almost unprecedented in a way. But yeah, he's 30, Israel. Adesanya's 30 years old. Whitaker's only 28. So, I mean, get that rematch going because Whitaker's only going to improve from here as well. If he can keep his injuries down, get fit, get some, you know, some proper camps behind him. It's 28 years old. It's mad, really, what Whitaker's even achieved at this point. Yeah, absolutely. But with regards to Adesanya, Costa's your man. Costa's in. Did your BT bugger up during this call-out? I was eagerly anticipating it. He got on the mic, gesturing towards Big Costa, and my BT failed. I was so upset. I don't know what he said. I was absolutely fuming, because as soon as it... Well, not, when he won, he jumped on the cage and gave him the double, double middle fingers, didn't he? And that was good, and then got on the mic. And yeah, just about to call him out. I was like, here we go. This is it. He's going to absolutely destroy him. He's going to probably call him a cunt. He's just going to do the absolute works. And then, yeah, TV went. I was fuming. Yeah, very disappointing. The fight, I don't think will be disappointing. Joe, has he got a, has he got a chance, Big Costa? I mean, he's, of the last couple of fighters, he's a, he's a proper big middleweight. This might be the test with terms of size and power. Might not be able to bully Costa like he did Whitaker and Gaslam in some rounds. I just think if this goes to later rounds, I think Adesanya could pick him off at will. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. You see, we say Whitaker's got power. Costa's power's like on another couple of levels above that, isn't it? And the size, yeah. I mean, he's got a decent chance, hasn't he? He, he, he done Romero, which is which is pretty good going. Um, yeah, you got. I think you've got to fancy Adesanya now after what he's done. I mean, would you fancy Whitaker to beat Costa? I know it doesn't really work that way, does it? When you when you, you do those matchups, but I, I probably would. And I think I think Adesanya on the basis of what he's done now, and you know when you think about how little time he's spent in MMA as well in the UFC, he's got a lot of uh, got a lot of fighting behind him. But he's surely only going to improve as well. So you've got to favour Israel. And Bobby Nux, where's he go? I've got a little fight in mind. But, um, I was interested to see what you should think, Joe. Well, I think you could look at it two ways. I think in one way you could say to him, take some time off, try and be injury free for a period of like 6 to 12 months whatever it needs to be just get a proper continuation of, of camps in you sort of practice camps if you like so you can get that get yourself back to full fitness and get yourself back in there I think he's kind of been very stop start over the last couple of years but then on the flip side of that for that same reason maybe he thinks right I have been stop start so now it's just time to get a few fights under my belt in which case that's where you come in with your, with your shout uh, I've got to agree with the latter point you made I 
don't really want to see him take any more time off. I mean, he's been out since last summer anyway. I think he'll get back in there. Probably not Probably not time to get in again this year, but probably early next year. He seemed to go away a bit, apart from obviously uh, getting finished. But any injuries and stuff like that, he seems like he'll be good to go sooner rather than later. I'd like to see him take on Gaslam Till, winner. Yeah. Number one contender. I think that makes sense in terms okay. of the rankings. Obviously, Costa's already lined up. You've got Cannoneer in there, but I think I like your shout of the Romero fight. So, it's, yeah, it's all it was shaping up nicely, but I think, obviously, he was going to fight Gaslam anyway. Till, very stylistically, good matchup for the for the fan and both fighters. So, I think it that would be a great matchup to make for him. Agreed. Agreed. Great little shout there. What about Co-Main? I Quinto is just not going for him in his last couple of fights, is it? When you think about the amount of stock, the amount of credit that he gained from going on you know, going five rounds with Khabib and stopping the takedowns towards the end. It just hasn't really gone well for him. He was number six ranked. He's just lost to Dan Hooker, who looked amazing, I thought. Looked absolutely fantastic. But he was number 15 ranked now. I don't know. I kind of my, you know, very impressive Dan Hooker. Amazing. But my thoughts are with that ally Quinter on this occasion, because I like him and he did look so impressive. Where does he go from here? Because in theory, he's got all the potential. He's got a great camp behind him. One of the, one of the our favourite camps, one of our favourite corners. Where does Al go from here? Lost three out of four, so it's not looking good. I mean, he looks so good against Kevin Lee and his commendable performance against Khabib. He's looked tiny for the second fight in a row, I thought. He did, didn't he? Hooker looked huge. I thought, yeah, huge. Hooker looked against uh, Ally Quinta. He looked completely different weight class. And against Cerrone, I thought he looked the same as well. He just looked short, like T-Rex arms. He (laughs) He looked like he could... I don't know if these lads are big or if he could drop down a weight class. I mean, I'm not sure what he walks around at. But it seems to be hard work to be making some... If you're losing to number 15 in the world that handily, I don't know, really know where he goes from here. I mean, I like you say, I'm a massive fan of Ally Quintner. Speaks from the heart, wears his heart on his sleeve. Don't take no bullshit. Obviously, he had his qualms with the UFC in the past, but they've, they've repaid him some big fights. But um, unfortunately, he has fallen short in quite a lot of them recently so I would like to see him bounce back whether he can make another run at the title that's another question altogether yeah because it was pretty one-sided when you look at the scorecards it was 30-27 times 2 and there was a 30-26 in there as well and I don't think anyone watching that can really argue move on to Dan Hooker very impressive as I said called out Dustin Poirier uh, to fight at UFC New Zealand I think with their slate at UFC they're slated to go to New Zealand at some point not absolutely sure when that is but called out Dustin Poirier I think they got turned down, but great win for him. Should we have a look at some more? I want to talk about Tied to Avassa, Joe. Yeah, go on. He's just, he's just, a, he's just so frustrating to me. He is. I don't know what it is, because, because he's so likeable, and you know he's got the talent and stuff. It's almost like, does he train any wrestling? Well, he's in Mark Hunt's camp, isn't he? So that's a no, then. Yeah, I would say so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so frustrating, I mean... Such a such a great rise, such a prominent start in his UFC career. I think he went eight and zero, beating Andre Olovsky and stuff. And to think he was, I think he was main eventing against JDS. I might be wrong, but to be fighting a former champion in JDS and in three short fights, he's he's losing to the likes of Spivak, who, who was impressive on Saturday, but he's not quite the level that JDS is at. Arlovsky used to be at, and the level that Tuivasa wanted to get to. Yeah, it, it's just frustrating for me, particularly the way it ended with him giving up that space for that arm triangle. It's just almost like he sort of gifted it to him, and yes, he was bit, just exhausted. A little bit amateurish, wasn't it? And DC pointed that out, called it, but 
I mean, uh, Spivak, you look good, don't you? And you know what his nickname is, don't you? It's like the lifeguard, is it? No, it's the, it's the flipping polar bear. Oh, it's the polar it's bear. The polar yeah, bear. I was... completely forgot, but he's he's got a polar bear tattooed on his chest, so it can only be him. I love his little uh, little blonde bum fluff, so he reminds me a little bit of me. So <laughs> he's, that's the way to my heart for Spivak. He looked all right. We, he he finally got to show a bit of his skill set because he got obviously knocked out pretty early in his debut. So he had a, a round or two to sort of showcase his skills, and, and he's got some. He's a big lad, got ground skills, obviously can take a punch or two and, and gift them back. So, yeah, impressive for him, and that'll shoot him right into the, the rankings, I think. I don't know if Tuivasa was ranked. I believe he was. So the polar bear is, is right in there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was unbeaten until he came to the UFC, got sparked out, as you say, but back on the winning track against a good level, good name there, so good night for him. And then, what about what else were we? Diego Lima uh, against Luke Jumeo. Lima came away with a win, split decision. There was a bit of an odd scorecard. I don't know who gave it to Jumeo, but I thought it was quite convincing for Lima. I mean, my main thing there was it was just a bit of an odd fight. It was quite slow, and then even when you look at the name value, it was quite an odd one to put on a pay-per-view main card, I thought. Yep. I thought it was pretty dull, I've got to say. I mean, they're not main card pay-per-view worthy names, are they? Definitely not. No. That's just the long and short of it. Yes, Holly Holm and Pennington dropped out, but I think this was still going to be on the main card anyway. I so, think so. Who knows, Joe? Um, like we said before, though, Australia, As even though it was a good card, uh, having watched it, Big names beforehand, they weren't there, were they, anyway? It was hard to get excited about anything but the main and co-main. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But saying that, you know, it is one of those things sometimes. The the main card got off to an absolute bang. I couldn't go anywhere without giving this man a shout-out. Jorgen de Castro, the mad titan, sparked out Justin Taffer, absolutely put him to sleep uh, in the first round. Taffer was the favourite going into this. He was a home favourite. I think he's part of Mark Hunt's camp as well. And he looked decent, to be fair to him. You know, I don't think this is any credit. It was just two absolute units going at each other. And then out of nowhere... Castro just swung a big right hook, put him to sleep, walk off. Great emotional speech after. Brilliant weekend for him as well. Yeah, loved that opener. Loved that opener. Uh, got the juices flowing early. It did. Prelims, Joe, did you watch any prelims? I, I must attest I did not. I heard there was one absolute cracker on there, though, but I wouldn't be able to give, be able to give you either of the names unless you watched them. No, I haven't really seen much of them, to be honest. Well, there, there was go. one. But I just don't know the name. <laughs> Should we wrap that one up then, Joe? I mean, out of 10, what would you give it? Who were your highlights? Out of 10, I mean, beforehand, like you say, not great, was it, when you look at the names on paper? I'd probably give it a solid 7, I think. Uh, like I said, De Castro was good. Uh, Whitaker, Adesanya, brilliant. Hooker, brilliant. Uh, two of us a polar bear. That was decent as well. Kind of a bit of a turn-up. Disappointed that the, that two of us are lost. So, yeah, 7 out of 10, I'd say. I mean, actually, if you're going to call that a pay-per-view, I'd maybe... Maybe knock it down to a six. I'd like to see a little bit, a little bit of star power on there. I know it's not all about that, but if it is a paper, I mean, even even Holly Holm against Pennington, that wouldn't have really knocked it out. I think if you could have put, if you could have put something else in there, maybe a bit more, bit more prestige co-main event if possible, it it might have knocked it up. So yeah, for that reason, I'm going to have to be quite harsh. Six out of ten. Very very harsh there, Joe. <laughs> but that's that's what we pay you the big bucks for exactly. for your opinion, don't we? I'm the Roy Keane. Of MMA podcasting. <laughs> you certainly are, mate. Um, so that should lead us to the picks then. It certainly I mean, does. On? I don't think I even know how we, I got on here. Well, I'm pretty sure I didn't. I don't know. what. 
I can't remember what I went for in the Diego Lima fight. Yeah, Diego, Diego Lima fight was fine. That weren't the one that let you down. I do know the results, so I will put you out of your misery. For anyone listening, we do make our weekly predictions every week, usually like four to six fights. Try and make as informed decisions as we can. So we have done it this week. I was heading into this week with a nice 11-6 lead. I think you won it last time out, Matt. So you, you're hanging on. But yeah, this week you had Whitaker to win, which obviously didn't come in. You had Iaquinta to win, which again didn't come in. Tuavasa to win, which didn't come in. But you did have Douglas Lima by decisions. You get two points there, Lima and the method. So I had Whitaker as well. Big fans obviously didn't come in. But I had Dan Hooker by decision. So there's two points for me there. Two of us have let me down, but Lima got the decision as well. So that's four points in total for me. 4-2 win this weekend, extending it further. 12-6. You're struggling, mate. You are officially struggling now. I'm officially struggling. Is, uh, I can raise the crisis klaxon. That's it. I'm just trying to copy Spurs at the minute. That's my game plan. <laughs> Which isn't a very good one, <laughs> no. by all accounts. Yeah, no, it's, it's not going great. Not going great guns, as they say, but yeah, 12-6 no. to me. Great guns, it is not. Oh, well, Joe, um, congratulations. What have we got next week? We've got, I reckon I can make some informed ones in the next few. I know the, the cars that are coming up are uh, quite a lot of British interest as well. So you uh, you enjoy that league while you can, is what I'm saying. Yeah, do you know what? We, uh, we'll get to uh, next week's this week's card later on. But, yeah, there's a couple there. There's some good bets going on this weekend. Fights that could go either way. Uh, so, yeah, you've got a chance there. But otherwise, I think it's time for the weekly award, the Safoa. So this is an award we give out every week. It can be for the splendid or it can be for the shit. So yeah, it's named in honour of one of our favourite fighters, Simon Safarov. And every week we give out the award to someone who's done something kind of kind of outstanding, something that's caught our eye over the weekend. So the first bloke I want to give a shout out is Jorgen De Castro. Uh, he did get a fantastic win, knockout in the first round. And his speech was brilliant. The speech afterwards is what I want to highlight. It was very emotional. It was all about, you know, he's done this for his family. Now he can feed his family. Now his family can do this. Uh, he just wants to get more fights under his belt. He wants to feed his family, put himself on the line, sacrifice himself for that. I thought it was a great speech, great touching moment. Beating beating a hometown favourite as well, and the crowd reacted very very well to it. So that's a little shout-out there as well. Another one I want to give, Soigai Spivak, the polar bear. Again, win was fantastic, but just have to shout out his little speech because he is Russian he's got a little bit of English so they did their little bit of English then they did their little bit of Russian with a translation and then he just wanted just as John Anik was walking away old Polar Bear he wanted one more go he took the mic do you think okay he's going to do his little bit in Russian say thanks to his fans thanks to thanks to his team all that his family say yeah this is Russia we're doing it doing it for Russia and it just went on and on and on in Russian obviously just on and on and on and I was sitting I was thinking what is this? It's just some bloke, essentially some bloke standing there in his pants speaking Russian. That's what I was watching at that moment in time. I didn't know what was going on. I mean, it is strange, isn't it, when they just... I mean, I would do it if I was in Brazil. I'd, I'd rant in English forever, but I was just sitting there watching it like, oh, come on, John, you've got to get him out of there, mate. But he didn't. So for that reason... For that reason, the polar bear, he is a favourite. He has got an episode named after him. When you couple in that performance, again, again, hometown favourite, and then with a speech, just just not giving two shits. He was going to say whatever he wanted to say. He was going to get his life story out there for the Russian fans. I've got to give this week's Safoa to the polar bear, Sergei Spivak. The outsider, he steams in. Exactly. Steams in the polar bear. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see the speech, Joe, um, and I don't think I'm going to go back and watch it after what you just told me. Uh, it was so long. 
Anyway, I think we should move on to a little bit of news. There, is, is, there isn't too much going on, but we might as well throw in UFC 244, the fight we are officially going to. We've been droning on about it every single week now. If you're not going, you're probably sick of hearing about it. But another fight, another fight has been added to this card. Gregor Gillespie, our man, our pick to beat Khabib when he finally gets some fights together and makes that run. He's up against Kevin Lee, who's back down at lightweight. So Gregor Gillespie against Kevin Lee. Big, impressive Gillespie performance and win for me. Yeah, I mean, if Lee turns up like he's been looking in the last couple of fights, he's just going to get pressurised by Gillespie, I think. Particularly with that weight cut, unless he starts sorting that out and he can lose the weight a bit... Tough, isn't it? A bit less dramatically, perhaps, where, whereby he's not going to gas out in fights and uh, let it affect his performance. I can only ever see, like you say, Joe Gillespie just putting the pressure on, wrestling uh, the snot out of him <laughs> and, and getting a W in front of his, his home state, the big man, Gigi, Arthur Shelby. That's it. Great shout with the Arthur Shelby look a lot. So, yeah, there isn't much going on. I did mention that Hooker called out Poirier. Poirier said no, he still wants the Irish man. Fair enough, do you think? I think so. I think... <laughs> I think Poirier is at a stage of his career where he can afford to be calling them them sort of big names out and Hooker is just lose-lose for him. If he beats him, he's expected to. I mean, he was 15 on Friday night in the rankings. Hooker, yes, he's going to jump up a little bit, but I think Poirier's got a little bit more clout to say no to the likes of Hooker and try and angle for saying a bit more, a bit more Larry, a bit more special. Yeah, I do agree, but shout out to Dan Hacker, uh, Dan Hooker, because the call-out was, was fantastic. It was everything you wanted from it, and it was a great name to pick out as well. But yeah, a little bit ambitious, but that's the way to go, probably, isn't it? Yeah, don't ask, don't get. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, we we, we are UFC-focused, or we're MMA-focused here, aren't we? Um, we throw in a little bit of boxing every now and then, but you did want to throw in a bit of wrestling. You're a big fan. Um, a big fan is probably not the... The correct term, Joe. I used to love it back in the day. They've all uh, what's his chops, Stone Cold, etc. British the Bulldog. British Bulldog, of course. We are the every man's British view on old WWF. Yeah. <laughs> but did you get a chance to see? Like, see, you say you like a bit of boxing, you like a bit of MMA. Um, this had it all. You had not one but two real life combatants make their debut on SmackDown yeah. last week of all places. Joe. Yeah. Um, first up, well, I don't know what order it's in, but the first up in which I knew happened, Big Kane Velasquez makes his debut alongside Rey Mysterio. Legend. To confront his former foe, the the man he dethroned to win his first world title, Brock Lesnar, oh. in a WWE Ooh. ring. Joe, what do you make of that? Oh, that is so exciting. I, mean, I cannot wait to see them fight again for real this time in wrestling in the WWE. <laughs> This is obviously, that was just the, the hors d'oeuvre all them years it. ago, the first fight. This is the main course. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. It's just, look, he, he, he wants to do this, it seems. I don't know how he can do this, but not MMA with regards to his injuries. His back is completely fucked. Do, just, do, you, fit, do you think this is a ploy to set up the rubber match back in the UFC between the two? Well, no, the, the rubber match will have to be something else. So they've got, they've yeah. got MMA. True. They've got, they've got we've got a, a pro wrestling match. I mean, what would you fancy as the third one? A hundred meters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd be there all Whole week. Vault. You'd have to say a dinner, wouldn't you? But <laughs> but not only that, Joe. Your favourite boxer. Yes. Your favourite man. Your favourite suit was also on SmackDown. <laughs> Big Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King himself. 
confronting a big fella who, whose name escapes me, but he he scaled the guardrail and was pretty tamely held back by some little lads. That's it. Posing as security guards. <laughs> they might have been refs. And he, he will be live on Raw tonight with a microphone in his hand. I've got to say, though, I am genuinely interested to see what he's got to say because I think he's tailor-made for, for pro wrestling. Ah, mate, ah. Do, do you know what? Tyson Fury, absolutely brilliant. I think... Like I did watch wrestling back in the day, as most of us did, and since then, I, I don't like. I got no idea where this other bloke that Tyson Fury's called out is. I've never heard of him. I don't really know why he's getting involved. But Tyson Fury starts making regular appearances on SmackDown. I'm tuning in. Like, there's no two yeah. ways about it. You do, didn't you? Yeah. That's what's going to happen. That, that, that's a shrewd move by uh, WWE. I'm, I'm sure they're paying him a bit of a heavy packet to, to turn up. But well, Tyson himself. Mate, you look at Tyson himself, what he's, he's going to be, if he carries on down this road, he's going to be the biggest sports star in America, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, everyone knew who he was when he was there. I'm assuming it was in America. They weren't just giving him a local pop by having a smackdown in Manchester or something. This is in America. And everyone knew who he was. He's a world star as it is. Look, remember when Mike Tyson turned up on Raw them, them years ago? Yeah. And... It just sort of pushed him over the edge as a superstar. Same thing could happen again here. Bit bizarre, I must say. All come out. <laughs> it's almost like a mad dream. I mean, oh, who's a brilliant next? Dream. Who's next? <laughs> I mean, that is the question. Isn't it? Who is next? I mean, we'll have to wait and see. God knows. Israel, probably. Probably be, probably be Adesanya. Yeah, he may do. But Joe, should we get back to MMA? Because uh, I really don't know what I'm talking about with the wrestling, I've got to say. Yeah, so have you got any more MMA news for the Mandem? For the man, them, and all the British Bulldogs out there, obviously we've got um, Brendan Loughnane making his long-awaited PFL debut. It's not in the tournament. I think it's more like a sort of showcase fight. Yes, This that's it. Friday, it's, it's announced quite late. He's obviously known about it for some some time uh, against a fella called Matt Waggy. Like it. Don't know, don't know if I've spelled that right. W-A-G-Y. So Waggy G. Waggy G. This is... I can't think of anything to say uh, <laughs> comically for Brendan Loughnane, but he's fighting him got a decent record um hopefully he could put on a, uh, a nice show and get in that tournament next next season yeah absolutely absolutely anything else not really i've sort of blown my load on the wrestling <laughs> well we've all been there otherwise there is another ufc card this weekend as always these days they don't miss out do they ufc tampa main event Joanna, Young Jacek, former champion joanna champion up against michelle Walterson, who lots of people were saying should have got the title shot yeah, we weren't too sure about that ourselves, were we? But where do you think this one going? I mean, we'll get to the odds in a second. I can tell you that Joanna is a favourite here, and I fancy Watterson. Don't we all? Probably one of the pound-for-pound treacles, <laughs> the karate hottie. Uh, what are the odds then, Joe? Um, I mean, is she a heavy favourite? Is it one of those 50-50 jobs? I mean, I, I, I would have said that Joanna's a favourite. I actually do fancy her to win. I think she. I think it's a good matchup for her. And I'm interested to hear your views on... And why you think Waters is going to get it done? But right, first yeah. off, what the odds? So yeah, you fancy Joanna? What what price would you like to see there? I'd, I'd like to see uh, probably about eight to eleven, something. A slight favourite. Yeah, one to four on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sod that. I know, I know, definitely. I mean, Watson five to two. Which do you prob- think she's actually going to get it done though? Yeah, I do. I I, I do fancy Watson. I just feel like she's on a bit of a come up. You know, when you you look at Joanna, I'm still not sure that she's ever really adjusted to all those losses. She got pretty dominated by Valentina last time out. Obviously, Valentina's a, you know quite a bit bigger, so there's 
there's no real disservice there, but I don't know. I'm just, I just from what I've seen of Joanna since the start of her demise, if you like, with Rose, I'm just not convinced. You know, I'm just, I'm not convinced at all. And with Walterson, just the momentum's with her. I mean, people can argue about whether momentum in sport is real, but she beat Carolina, she beat Herrig, she beat Casey. All right, they're all decisions, but I just think. I just think it'll be Watson's weekend. I just got that feeling. I just think they're on two different trajectories. I know that's not the most technical breakdown, if you like, and maybe you're gonna you're gonna come through and de- destroy everything I said with something like that. But yeah, I just I just got a feeling about Watson. I think you're right. She hasn't looked the same, even in her victories on on her retirement fights after the two rose defeats. She's got over the line slightly. Was it against uh, Sparza or was it? No, it was that uh, Tisha Torres. I think it might have yes. been. Only only one sort of just about by the skin of her teeth. So she's only she's looked okay, but not a vintage self. And, and momentum is is legit, man. Look at it in all sports. So if she's just bumbling uh, bumbling along while Waterson's on riding her high, that could catch her cold. But um, if you're looking at just general skill set, I, I would lean towards Joanna for that reason alone. But I would not be always surprised if Waterson did get it done. One to four, I do not like at all. Definitely nah. not favoured by that margin. Nah. She's going off her body of work rather than probably current form. But yeah, Karate Hottie, uh, I would like to see her win just to get a new name in there. Maybe get that title shot. But uh, it's, it's quite busy up there in that division at the top of the top of the heap. So plenty of competition, always an exciting division. Uh, it should be a decent fight. So as we look down the rest of this card, I like this card, you know. The prelims are good as well. You've got some very good matchups on the prelims. I mean, should we go straight to the co-main? We might as well. Cub Swanson, and we get to Crone Gracie, biggest test of Crone Gracie's career today. So, I mean, he's he's not been not been around for long, has he? But um, we like Gracie, don't we? We do like Gracie, and I think we're both very interested to see how he gets on against Swanson because Swanson, a complete veteran, and very very skilled in lots of areas that Crone Gracie you would ex- probably think isn't as skilled in. I have no idea. What the, the odds are on this? I, I don't know. Have you got them there, Joe? I mean, I do. Uh, you got to think Cubs the favourite here. You got to think he is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you would think so. Go on, hit me. No, go on. What were you going to say? I've got to go two to five. Cubs Swanson, Fav. Cubs Swanson, eleven to eight. <laughs> yeah. Big Crown Gracie, wow. eight eight to fifteen on Fav. Wow. Yeah, five and O oh record. Five and O. Oh. Swanson lost his last four. That's, yes, he's on a bit of a run like that. He is a veteran, though. You, that, that experience has got to play a part at some point. And he's it's five fights. 36 he's fights. Up with, he's grown up in amongst it all. He, he's, he's probably not five and oh. He's probably had as many fights as uh, Cubs had uh, growing up and in the gym. That's it. Trains with the uh, Diaz brothers as well, doesn't he? So God knows exactly. what's going on there. He's, he's, he's got to have some decent striking, hang around with them. Although, having said that, Jake Shields was the same and his striking was like mine. <laughs> um, I just got to think this is just a layup for, for Crone looking at them odds. And for the UFC, he's a ready-made star, just ready to be pushed. If you do look at Cub's record, he only ever loses by decision or sub, and there's plenty of sub losses on his record. There is. If this goes to the ground, you've got to think it's over. But on the feet, he's an absolute monster. So, them odds, I would be very tempted. And if you fancy it, Joe, with your Waterson pick, that double 
is could be pretty tasty indeed, the two outsiders. But there's a reason why they're favoured, these fighters. Particularly, that's not just slightly odds on, that's um, quite well odds on. So Yeah, yeah, nearly two to one on. So, yeah, I, I, I again, no, I'm not hating on Swanson. I like him. He's brought me entertainment over the years. He seems like a good guy, but you want some fresh blood in there. And Crone Gracie's it's Crone Gracie. How good would it be to see uh, a Gracie in the title picture? So brilliant, brilliant. I'd like to see Crone get the job done. I, but I am surprised at their odds. I would have thought what we've we sort of alluded to it there. He's lost four on a spin, but Crone's only ever had five fights altogether. So I know it's a difficult one. I'm, I am leaning towards uh, Crone now, though. Yeah, I think I am. I think I'm. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with Crown. I'll go with Crown. It'll go to the ground at some point, won't it? I'll bet on his chin holding up and getting it to the crown, the, the ground at some point. Um, other than that, though, you, you mentioned a little, a little underdog double there, Waterson and Cub Swanson. I'll throw another name in there for you, James Vick. Waterson, James Vick, Cub Swanson. You get twenty to one for this one. James Vick is up against Nico Price, who lost against Jeff Neal last time out. Can James Vick do it? Well, this. What's he going to look like? That's that's the the only question, isn't it? It's, it's a lot of questions over whether or not he's going to sort of make the transition from lightweight to welterweight. I mean, he's been killing himself to get down there for ages. He's clearly suited for a bigger weight class. Nico Price is just heavy-handed. Lost to a very talented Jeff Neal. So, yeah, it all depends what he looks like. That's I'm surprised he's the underdog there, though, Vic. He's on a bit of a bad run at the minute, but they're against, like, Gaethje. Uh, who was the other one? Hooker of Velda, is that's it? it? Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, it's that's a great little bet. Obviously, one will let you down. That's the way it works. Of course. But, yeah, not not a bad shout at all, Joe. Yeah, so 21 for the treble. Nico Price is the odds-on favourite, 4-9, to nine, which on recent form, like, like everything you just said there, is probably fair. Uh, so, do you want to run through some more some more fights from this card? Um, Which ones were you having a look at, Joe? I mean, it is quite a... Decent card for one that's gone under the radar quite heavily, to, to be honest. It has. Uh, there's one that jumped out at me. Uh, Marlon Vera opening up against Andre Yule, which I thought was a sort of double take at that, I thought, because over the last year or so, you've seen Marlon Vera. Obviously, we talked about it. He's the one who sort of beat Pickett on his last fight, Brad Pickett in London. And the story was there for Nathaniel Wood, another bantamweight, Brad Pickett's protege, to come up and and challenge uh, and sort of avenge his his mentor's uh, last defeat uh, and fight Vera. Vera's been very reluctant. He's like ranked number 15 in the world. He wants to fight high-ranked opponents. And so we see Nathaniel Wood fight Andre Yule on the Jones Gustafson card and just dispatches him with ease almost. And now we've got this bizarre situation where Marlon Vera's fighting Yule, which I thought was quite an odd situation to find ourselves in uh, when we could quite easily have a bit more of an intriguing matchup in Vera and Wood. Hopefully something comes of it after this fight. But uh, yeah, it, it did jump out of the page at me and I thought, hmm, it's an odd one, Joe. Yeah, fair enough. I think USC, sort it out, pull a finger out. Exactly. Yeah, good shout, actually. Good shout. I guess you probably expect Vera to get it done then on, on sort of that basis. Yeah, I mean, you won his last fight, but completely outclassed by it by Wood and, and Vera's a top 15 uh, bantamweight so I fully expect him to get it done what else was on the undercard Joe? well we've got another one on the main card which I thought was decent Eric Anders is up against Gerald Mearshart 
always struggle with that name. Uh, but I, I thought we looked decent, me a shot. He, last time out, he beat uh, Trevin Giles, didn't he? Anders is the favourite, though. One to two on. Six to four to Gerard. Um, yeah, Anders beat Vinicius Mojera last time out. So I think that'll be a decent fight. Two, two pretty heavy-handed middleweights. Anders certainly is. Me a shot's a bit more all action. Um, Someone else on this is on this is on the prelims. This is why I like the prelims. To be honest, you got Davison Figueredo up against Tim Elliott. I don't. Know if, I think you you must remember Figueredo. He he lost to, um, sorry, beat Pantoja last time out. You remember that should have been the kind of number one contender for the title shot in that division. Uh, as it is, they've they've gone in a different direction. But he's sixteen and one. He lost to Formiga, then bounced back with a cracking stoppage win over Pantoja. He's up against Tim Elliott, who of course made his name off of that terrific performance against. Uh, Marty Mouse um, I think he's very exciting to me isn't he it's good to see him in there he's a 7-4 underdog up against 2-5 Fav Figueredo I think that's I think that's very fair to be honest 2-5 I actually think is quite a decent price for Figueredo in this one don't know if you've got any thoughts on that no hopefully this this flyweight division starts picking up some steam there's a lot of a lot of noises being made and it's gone a bit quiet ever since Benavidez got a win so yes yeah, Hopefully this sort of kickstarts the the uh, division again. Haven't heard a lot from Cejudo. He's all about the bantams at the minute. But yeah, on on paper, though, the fight itself is just going to be a cracker. And I've got one more that I'm going to throw in, and this is because I've got I've got another hacker for you. I've got a fourfold, so we we'll finish off, or I'll finish off with this fight. Marvin Vittori is up against Andrew Sanchez. Decent little fight, this I think. Vittori's kind of looked good. He's on a, been on a little bit of a resurgence. Beat Cesar Pereira last time out. He's a two to seven favourite up against Sanchez, who, who's looked decent. I thought he had a fight cancelled against Branch, so he's found himself in against Vittori. Nine to four, you'll get for Sanchez. Two to seven for Vittori. So I'm going to go with my. I'll tell you my hacker. It is. Walterson, I've gone with Walterson again, so you might not like this. Obviously, you've gone the other way. But I've got Walterson, Chrome Gracie, Figueredo, and Vittori. You get 8.6 to 1, which I think is decent. Yeah, not a bad shout. What about if you did that outside of treble, then chuck in your big man Sanchez, your dirty Sanchez? <laughs> that would be about, God, about 100 to 1, Joe. Yeah, yeah, probably would be, yeah. You've got to do it now. Well, I, I, I think Sanchez has got a decent chance. I do think Sanchez has got a decent chance, actually. He's, he's looked quite impressive. 11-4 and four record, which is decent, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I just, I just slightly favour Vittori, so I'll have to see how I go. Maybe I'll just go mad and put uh, that 10 bets on. All right, you've got to do them all. Yeah. Do them all. <laughs> One you don't do comes in. That's what that's the way it works. That's Definitely. the way the world works, Joe. It's a cruel, cruel mistress. That she is. Well, I think that wraps up next week nicely. I think it does. If yeah. I am honest. I'm looking forward to it, actually. I think it's a pretty good card, as I've said. What's your highlight? What are you looking forward to? I mean... Uh, where, where is it, by the way? Tampa, Florida. Florida. Tampa. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the Chrome Gracie. Interested to see how that matchup plays out. If he does get the uh, the sub win, which is probably to be expected after our little chat just now. Yeah, then, then, he's, a, then he's a star. Interested to see where he goes from there. Um, the main event is okay, I think. I'm not overly nah. infused by it. Nah. I'm looking forward to seeing James Vick and Nico Price as well. I think that would be a, a good little battle, and it'd be interesting to see what Vick's like up there. You never know. He might make a little bit of a run like everyone else who's gone up in weight. Your Anthony Smiths, your Whitakers, your Santoses. But maybe Vick can do the same. So uh, I'm intrigued for them ones. Joe, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, Crone. Looking forward to Crone. I think... I think I expect big things there. I expect him to put on a show. Other than that, yeah, I mean, not not mad about the main event. I would 
I'll probably shout out Davison Figueredo. I think he's a fantastic fighter, very exciting, stops people in the flyweight division, which you know, what more could you want, to be honest? When you when you when you combine the skill, the athleticism, the technique that you see from those flyweights and you add in stoppages, it's almost a perfect package in a lot of ways. So yeah, looking forward to that. Brilliant stuff. Should we wrap this up, Treacle? Yeah, we might as well because I am off to learn the Israel Adesanya entrance dance. I got a class booked in. As soon as I saw that, I thought, yes, that is a bit of me. So I'm all over that tonight. Well, I, I, I want to see videos. I want to see evidence. <laughs> and I want to see a rendition on the Insta story. I'll, I'll, I'll get that sorted. Don't you worry about that. Otherwise, everyone out there, thank you very much for listening. We are Split Decision UK. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Leave us a review on iTunes and things like that if you can. Other than that, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah, like that, Sam. Oh.